0: Hey, this is Colin, and this is Chris, and like that nice crisp sheet out of the dryer, this is Shiny Podcast, following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. It is Thursday, October 12th, 2017. I got the year right. Well done. (laughs) Well done, me top of the order here i and this should this is not uh this is not a unique perspective but i really hate microtransactions um specifically the concept of loot boxes uh if you are um if you're not aware what a loot box is in the, in the video game industry, a loot box is essentially this, this thing that it, in a game where you can, you, you can earn it or you can earn some of them through normal gameplay, or you can buy them with, with real currency. And they usually contain uh special, you know, boosts and, and armor or weapons or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever game you're playing, you know, oriented to, to kind of a, a a pay to win system. Um, and uh, they, they make me very sad. Uh, they, they really bum me out. And I hate that they're so pervasive right now. Um, but uh, kind of a, a, a video game critic conglomerate website called OpenCritic is going to start flagging games that uh, that have these kind of loot boxes in them and use that type of system, which I think is great is
1: ah. it often an advantageous thing to purchase these loot boxes i mean that sounds silly um in that does it make the game like like better or 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 how am i trying to frame this question um do these loot boxes often add m- more than it would be possible to do through normal gameplay
0: um so it's, it's the kind of thing where like you can grind and like, you know do it just takes longer to like do it through normal gameplay and I guess you can get there but it takes a very long time as opposed to you being able to buy these things with with real money And expedite that process and it's it's especially uh effective in like multiplayer environments and it's i mean it's sad because it's it's usually i feel like used by people who aren't really so much interested in actually playing the game but winning and and holding this fake virtual trophy over everybody else
1: getting getting up in the in the boards getting high on the ladder as it were.
0: Right, which is, you know, if you're a you know, playing video games professionally, fine, but you're probably not investing in this system in order to to do that. So I just see it as kind of an, an
1: yeah, it's 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 a skill-based thing.
0: Yeah, this kind of endemic uh nature of 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 the video game industry, this kind of pay to win system. Um, and some games that I'm really interested in have really caught my attention, but I won't buy um, those games for, for this reason.
1: Let's let's talk about what those games are and like how this is implemented. I know, um, the upcoming uh, Shadow of War, the Middle Earth game, is yeah. is a big uh, is gonna is it, it, you know, is known to be having this particular feature. Um, if anyone hasn't played, the other Middle Earth game, um, Shadow of Mordor, game is awesome. The game is great. I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. So that's a that's a bummer to see. This is gonna be um, kind of a pay to win situation for it.
0: Yeah, and and I guess there's there's. I was reading some other things on on other parts of the internet aside from the article that I'm, that, that we're referencing, um, that that's, you know, kind of mentioned that there's a way that you can, um, that you might be able to kind of opt out of it. Um, but it's still, it's still a part of the game and people are still, um, participating in it, in the multiplayer, you know, area. Um, And it's just just kind of a bummer. And the other big game um, that that uh, is kind of focusing on this right now is also uh, the new Star Wars Battlefront 2, which really, man, it looks like such a cool game. But I don't know that I can give my money to EA in general, but also just knowing that they're they're focusing on this type of thing, which is nothing new for for EA. That's
1: right. That's kind of par for the course for them.
0: Right. But that it's such an accepted practice and and, you know, don't don't get at me about, well, this is business and this is how you make more money. And if you pay for it, then yada, yada, yada. I don't care. It comes it under my skin. I don't like it. Um, and I think it's it's making a very toxic um, environment for for video games. Well,
1: The returns um, that some of these game games get is making I mean it, it puts Hollywood to shame. You know, yeah. and they and they look at this and they're like, you know, this is years of revenue on these titles. And and you know, it it, it doesn't take as much overall to make, you know? And so it, at at what point do you just make the thing and let it be enjoyed? You know? How many times does something have to be remonetized in order to like to satisfy how many <laughs> how many millions and billions of dollars more do you have to like get before before you can just focus on the damn product you know i mean it's a, a few <laughs> that's that was the very complaint with the first ea battlefront star wars battlefront game in my opinion right i mean it was just yeah. like mm-hmm. it was literally just a multiplayer game there it was, well, it was a, like
0: e- exactly and it was like a half Exactly. You paid like 60 bucks for half of a game and then had to pay for all of these expansion maps. So it's like you paid for the game essentially twice. Right. Um, for and which
1: and, and you know how much. You know, if you're going to do that, why not just release the game? If you really feel like the game that you have it commands that amount of money, why not just release it? Like at that price, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know, sticker shock. People go, oh, my God, I go, well, not I won't pay one hundred and twenty dollars for Battlefront, but
0: not up front. But I'll pay twenty dollars six times over, which <laughs> seems to be the mentality. Oh, my um Lord, I know it's just. <laughs> it's it's uh, um, it, it's super upsetting to me, um, and uh, I, I I I wish that uh, this was something that the video game community could band together to just get rid of. But I, I I am happy that, that, you know, this, uh, critic website for video games is at least kind of taking a little step in the right direction, saying we're flagging games that, that do this so that it's very clear that, that this is a part of the the gaming infrastructure.
1: Thank you. Open critic.
0: Thank you. Open critic. (laughs) So, I wish that we did not have to talk about the FCC as much as we do.
1: I really really, am sick of this conversation, actually. I think most of us probably are.
0: What are they up to, man?
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is pretty rough. The FCC has claimed that a single ISP servicing a particular geographic region is... um, Well, that's enough competition. That's, That's fine. That's fine. Uh, So (laughs) the FCC has decided to eliminate price caps imposed on some business broadband providers in uh, certain areas. Many of these areas are areas that literally only a single internet service provider even exists. Uh, There's no other choice. So it will be going into effect potentially later this year um, but there doesn't really seem to be <laughs> much we can do remember at this point the FCC is a uh, part of the executive branch um, it is a an agency that to whom to which people are appointed only so often and that appointment was recently um, somehow confirmed Confirmed by Congress. So, so here we are. There are entire parts of the country who have no choice uh, about what company they get their internet from. Uh, that are about to have uh, government re- mandated caps eliminated. So your bill is going to go up.
0: Yep. And I. It's just laughable that their claim that 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 a monopoly in a region is stands up to to uh, the test of of competition in the area and their claim that that you know That competition close by could very easily and inexpensively expand in order to serve those communities if they're not doing so already is also incredibly laughable and ironic of of, you know, I set up Internet
1: service providing companies in my sleep personally. I mean, I'm just like (laughs) dropping fiber left and right, dude. It's no big deal. It's no big deal, you know. Just run some line, you know. Build your backbone,
0: you know. Yeah what 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 did Comcast refuse to do recently in Vermont? Yes, good point.
1: <laughs> good point. Why? Because it's expensive.
0: And and they're not they're not going to update their infrastructure. And it's so expensive to lay that new line down. Um, and uh, it, I, I think the article that we're referencing actually goes into some numbers of. Of just how expensive that
1: is. (laughs) All of that said, I'd like to read from the FCC's uh, statement on why they are doing this. This is referencing the potential duopoly. That means that, well, let's let the FCC talk in their own words. Under the potential duopoly test, a market will be considered suitably likely to enjoy the benefits of competitive entry at some undetermined time in the future. (laughs) The commission freely acknowledges that as a result of removing regulatory constraints on prices, consumers may suffer some undetermined period with unjust and unreasonable prices. But the commission rationalizes this abandonment of its core responsibility under the statute <laughs> to prevent unjust and unreasonable rates on the grounds that competition will eventually blossom.
0: Gonna oh trickle down. God, Don't you worry. What a golden Don't you worry. shower. This is unreal. Unreal. They're not even hiding it anymore. They're just like. Just just hang out, guys. Don't worry. We're we're gonna charge you more money. It's cool. It's gonna
1: it's we're, gonna suck. Like, it's gonna be unjust and unreasonable. It,
0: <laughs> they're quote, like, we're cool with that. It's like So you be cool for an undetermined amount of time.
1: And somebody will start another internet service provider in your area, Wyoming. It's all
0: good. It's all good, guys.
1: Mm. Well we're starting to find somebody to uh, to to call out just about every episode. So this week's <laughs> fuck you goes directly to the FCC. Fuck you, Federal Communications Commission. Fuck and you. Fuck you, Ajit
0: Pai. And
1: fuck you, Chairman Pai. Mister Pai, you sound like a really shitty, unscary supervillain. <laughs> Chairman pie. Anyway, how about those guys over at Equifax, man? They are just crushing it. They are really... Doing so good. Oh, man, they are the best example of how never to run your IT infrastructure ever. Like, basically, everything that Equifax has done since it was released one hundred 146 million social security numbers are becoming public information. <laughs> I'm just going to say that again. One hundred and forty six <laughs> million social security numbers are becoming public information. That is yours, Colin. And that is mine. And that is my fiance's. And that is you, dear listener. Right now, that is your social security.
0: And my lives, nope. I'm sorry
1: <laughs> all the way out, out in the open. Anyway, just wanted to make that clear. So now that they've lost control of that, they actually lost control of their website. Yes, that website. That one that they run. The one that they, you know, put their name on. That they put their phone number on. Well, (laughs) a phone number on. The way that that site that, you know, everybody goes to. (laughs) Since they have been in the news so much recently. <laughs> well, they lost control of their website. In some way, some attackers were able to install a Flash player update with a malicious payload that it would install to your computer. And... Let them do nefarious things. And only three out of the 65 top antivirus providers, which that blows my mind that there's 65 antivirus providers, uh, were able to detect this. So that is pretty fucked up. I mean, at what point do we draw the line and say, these people do not deserve to exist? I mean, well, the yeah. people sure, fine. Keep the people around. But the,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. the You're wiped from existence, just, dear I mean, people. You're just deleted. You're just deleted. <laughs> you're just deleted. <laughs> it's unreal. The company, I mean, however, absolutely the, should be deleted.
1: The the extreme carelessness with which this company has handled incredibly private and, and valuable information, coupled with the just the recklessness of 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 this like at like they have obviously done nothing in the time since this has become public information they have obviously done nothing i mean do they not care
0: it is cavalier irresponsible
1: unbelievable i mean this is i'm i'm a i i am I, am i i'm i don't know what to say You know, there are
0: two of me in the room because I'm beside myself. Like, it's just so
1: horrible. It's just and they have such a position of power and and nobody voted for (laughs) him. I don't remember. (laughs) You know, I didn't agree. I didn't agree to this. Nobody did. Nobody did. And. We're still trying to figure out how it is that this this malicious flash update got from from whatever part of the website that was compromised to your browser. We're not quite sure of how that mechanic worked. But suffice to say, it has been discovered and shut down now. The fact of the fucking matter is, though, I wouldn't ever go near Equifax's anything with a 10-foot pole ever again, except I fucking have to because I want to participate in the economy and i hate that i hate that i just absolutely hate that drives me insane but you know here we are still if there is even a remote chance that this universe will allow a con like a, a a a a positive act to happen we need to we need to delete equifax Hashtag Absolutely. delete Equifax.
0: <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like we rolled... We, we rolled and, and got and got the dark timeline. Maybe we rolled a six. The dark timeline. I think you might be right.
1: You uh, there... all should
0: be wearing goatees. It's a like, lot of it's community like, references there. It's like the entire
1: planet is run by self-absorbed billionaires who just are so engrossed with themselves that they can't, they can't, they can't imagine, let alone empathize with normal people, with normal life. Speaking of which, Mark Zuckerberg... (laughs) This this guy
0: really
1: takes the cake in flagrant rampant extreme douchebaggery. This I mean, is amazing. If if you haven't heard about this, you have got to watch the the <laughs> watch the video. My my
0: hand grew to the size of my car as I face palmed myself so goddamn hard watching this idiot talk about or or use the disaster in puerto rico for his uh announcement for virtual reality uh advances for facebook like i mean like it's it's just so arrogant
1: uh, and and cruel i mean it's downright rule. So what are we talking about? Mark Zuckerberg he used new Facebook virtual reality technology to beam himself into the disaster at Puerto Rico in Puerto Rico and make online video content with it. They had a little interview, a little chat and it was in the middle of a flooded street in the middle of a flooded street. wow wow so you want to talk about the darkest timeline you want to talk about the (laughs) darkest timeline mark zuckerberg is currently for no apparent reason just racking up and publicly talking about racking up all of the states on a 50 state tour of this country you know a lot of rich people who do that tend to run for president So, you think it's bad now? Just imagine if Mark fucking Zuckerberg were president.
0: No. I refuse to imagine that. I think that might be the segment right there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look
0: at all this. I can almost hear the water... In my living room. In my living room. Okay, we have... More, more anger. We have a
1: lot of people are... A lot of people are upset this week. A lot of people are upset this week. A lot of stuff... I don't know what could be... What could be going on. Things are happening, though, and one of those things is an update coming down the pipe from Microsoft to your Windows 10 computer. What is it? It is an app called Photos (laughs) Add-On. What is it? No idea. Nobody knows. It just (laughs) shows up on your computer one day. Alarming
0: lack of information.
1: There's nothing about it. People at Microsoft have said that you shouldn't worry about it. Um, It's part of the (laughs) add-on system that was uh, shown off last year Build 2016, one of their conferences. You know, it's part of the uh, Universal Windows app uh, um, the Universal Windows app ecosystem. It allows for there to be independent add-ons for Universal Windows apps. Um, If none of this sounds like an explanation of what Photos add-on does, that's because it isn't. And that's what (laughs) we're getting from Microsoft
0: yeah and you know why i mean this is such a, a typical thing for windows to do is is to kind of push these updates that i didn't ask for i didn't approve i don't really necessarily want but add to that that they have not explained what it is exactly it, it, it just um it's invasive it's not super surprising coming from Windows, but it doesn't make it any easier to deal with.
1: You know what I've never had to do on Linux? <laughs> deal with anything remotely like that. You know what I have had to deal with under Linux? Really fucking unstable graphics drivers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> It's better now, though. It's better now. I have to say it's better now.
0: It's always
1: getting better. Always (laughs) getting better. It's always getting better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, get out of the cave.
1: I'm back. I'm back. No more cave. No more cave. No more cave. (laughs) Just nice, clear, flat audio.
0: So anyway, if you saw that come through the pipeline, um, that's. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, we can't the really say that's what it is because yeah. we don't know what it is, though. So, um, but that's what it's called. <laughs> and that's why people are upset about it.
1: And it's 304 megabytes or so. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe I misread that. I probably did. The main app is 304 megabytes.
0: Yeah, I think the, the main component of it is 100.
1: 100. That's Jesus. Like, what the fuck is it doing?
0: Yeah, that's still that still raises more questions. <laughs>
1: it's like doing something. And it's obviously like a sizable chunk of, of of binary. You know, it's like doing a thing. <laughs> ah, no big deal. We're just scanning all of the uh, JPEGs, PNGs, and other image files on your machine and uh, pushing a, a a copy up to Microsoft servers to analyze. It's just a. We want to. We want to um, be able to deliver the uh, experience. Uh, the uh, the uh, you know. We want to uh, synergy your uh, your 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 desktoping um, lifestyle. Um, guys, help
0: me. We want you to think outside the panel.
1: We want you to think in with a.
0: Um, or within the panel. With panel.
1: We want you to t- touch the the panel do you want to think about touching this pan so i don't but
0: don't you worry and certainly don't ask any questions
1: yeah you really just can't like spin this it's just like we're just installing stuff dude just get over it we have we, own we it done computer. done it it's 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 not your computer it's my computer <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it just isn't it never was you didn't buy windows you licensed it Hey, we know what? We have some positive news, though. It's not all angry people. It's, uh, it's in fact, not even people. Hey, what do you know? (laughs) California has finalized the rules that they are going to use to allow driverless cars. Yes, allow driverless cars. This paves the way for driverless cars to begin hitting the roads in California potentially as early as next year that's 2018 folks
0: before that's crazy especially crazy go. for California which it just has crazy crazy restrictive rules especially during the development of this um, yeah. so that that they're kind of ready to roll this out pretty soon is 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 pretty good
1: yeah I'd say so it's also a hell of a test case and definitely one of the largest influences on the rest of the country when it comes to Uh, you know certain rules like this being being sort of adopted it's it's gonna be a hell of a test case i just can't wait to see how it goes because frankly i'm sick of driving
0: (laughs) yeah i the thing is i like to drive but i don't like it so much to not want to never have to deal with traffic
1: ever again <laughs> if i could drive like 25 percent of the time i think i'd be happy there's like sometimes it's just i just want to drive i just want to feel like it i want to take us there i want to get there Or i'm going somewhere pleasurable i want to do that but like yeah 75 percent of the time i'd say i'm just like i just want to fucking i just want to fuck off and not care about this or you know <laughs> i'd like to enjoy a drink you know mm. <laughs> be kind of a nice thing for the uh car to be able to handle for me you
0: know yeah and and so i mean right now i mean california is the kind of perfect area to to really test a lot of this stuff because the weather is so favorable you're not really dealing with um any not really any snow probably a few select areas where you might have a little bit of snow in higher elevations but for the most part not really dealing with that kind of thing not any crazy inclement weather um so that's still something that they're working on um You know, that they don't really have any good solid test cases for those type of um, environments, but I'm I'm sure they'll get there soon enough.
1: Yeah, my understanding is that snow is still a big problem for a lot of these systems.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) It's it's an issue for a lot of humans, too. Yeah,
1: God, Jesus, you're not kidding. You are not (laughs) kidding. I always love that first storm. We're going into fall now, so, you know, we're talking about it up here in New England, but that first (sighs) storm... Of the year when everything gets snowy and it's beautiful and it reminds you of being a kid on Christmas and then. And everyone
0: forgets how to drive.
1: Fucking jackass forgets that four wheel drive means go, not stop. (laughs) Unreal. Every time. Every time. First snow, 25 fucking suburbans off the road and my Yaris is just (laughs) blowing right by them at 45. So, yeah, oh. maybe they could get that nailed down. We'd all be happier. I really enjoyed this next
0: story. <laughs> I bet you did.
1: <laughs> so a little bit ago, we talked about the hardware that came out of uh, Google's announcement. The new the new pixels, the you know headphone jack pixels. The um, there was also the the. Uh, Headphones that translate languages in real time, about 40 of them. Pretty slick stuff. The thing that we did uh, mention was that the rest of the the product lineup seemed mostly to be glorified spying devices. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's creepy enough that one of the new big features of the Pixel 2 is the always-on Shazam-like feature. That if it just hears music, it tells you what it is. So there's that. Um, (laughs) there was also a device called the clips, I believe, which is a camera with a degree of artificial intelligence that you place in a room and it just analyzes the scene and takes pictures when it thinks it sees something interesting.
0: Hard pass. Yeah. Hard, hard (laughs) pass on
1: that. So last but not least, we have the Google home mini which is their answer to the Echo Dot from Amazon. It's a small little hockey puck thing. If you've ever seen a normal Google Home, it's much smaller than that. It looks kind of like a pincushion with some lights in it. And they had a little kerfuffle with these units. Turns out. Turns out that, okay, so this is a device that is always listening, all the time, right?
0: And and guess and what? And <laughs> recording.
1: It turns out it's actually recording audio. Yes, it's listening and recording your audio things all the that time. You say in your home <laughs> things that you do in your home, things that you do in your home. <laughs> Hears it all the time. Take a nice sample of that and just send it right back to Googs. Google is panicked over this because they do not want to be seen as the super scary gathering all your data company
0: that reputation is not completely unattached to them at this point in my mind.
1: <laughs> so yes, not, they have
0: a lot of information that about is, you. That
1: is a very gentle way of dis- of saying that they are not completely disattached from <laughs> that, that <laughs> sentiment at this time. No, they're, they're, they're rather attached to it. I would say. <laughs> so the $50 hockey puck that they wanted to out sell echo dots is literally recording everything that you say disaster unreal (laughs) this isn't actually available for sale yet so don't don't worry about it just yet but boy howdy it really goes to show what it's what these devices are really all about you know I, i i'm sorry but I love. I'm so enthralled with the idea of home automation and and being able to have like remote access and all of the the cool paradigms that brings, all of the the tinkering that 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 brings. But you just can't trust the systems that these products rely on. You just can't trust the company that lies behind the product and. They are, you know, in in Equifax, like we talked about earlier. Google, in this case, there's just so many things that go into to making anything in this day and age that's mass produced. That if they they try to balance this this privacy versus you know non privacy, you know what can we scoop up, what what we can't. that, That I mean, it it's a balancing act for for something that is inherently unbalanced. You're just never going to get a good equilibrium of how much of the, your data can the little spy node in your house that we have there pick up. It's like it, it, all of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it is a complete yielding. And if that, you know, hey, you know what? If you're comfortable with that, you know, have at it, Haas. But I, I think that if people really understood this kind of thing, they probably wouldn't want it. Truth. I certainly don't. I'm not going to be rushing out to buy a Google Home. That's no. for sure.
0: No. Just quick mention, this, this is an article from back during the summer. Um, I was just not aware of it. Uh, Firefox um, has a, a tool that lets you send uh, self-destructing uh, files from any browser uh, up to one gigabyte um, it's called uh, Firefox send uh, I think it's currently well at least at the time of this publication it was uh, in in they were testing it out um, I actually probably should have checked to see if it was being used <laughs> or still in in use um,
1: Firefox send yeah man this is an example of what Firefox has been doing recently. That is so cool. That's like like Snapchat on fucking fire.
0: Yeah, on Firefox.
1: Firefox has been crushing it lately. I am, like, very close to just going back to Firefox full-time. I've been using it. I've been using the most recent one, Firefox 56. Uh, This feature we're talking about, is in Firefox 54. So if you've got a recently updated one, you've got this thing. It's a really cool feature. It's just like, you know, uh, you know, it's, it, you need to send something, but you want to make sure that it is, you know, going to be destroyed. Well, there you go. That's an excellent way to do it. And it's right. All... It's
0: like you can, the, the receiving end can download it once and then it's, it's gone. Or after 24 hours, if it hasn't been downloaded, it's gone. It's gone.
1: The, the, Man, I really if if um I, I really gotta stand up for Firefox here because I have been a particularly harsh critic over the last couple years. It's much better and they're doing cool stuff like this. No it more really Firefox. Phone. No more, you know, dumb stuff. They have recently, I know in the most recent version of Firefox been incorporating some of their new rendering engine. Uh, that was written in Rust, actually, which is kind of a cool thing. It's a very modern uh, rendering engine, and I believe it is called Gecko. No, the current one is called Gecko. The new one is called Servo. That's right. And in the new version of Firefox, they're bringing in some of that code, and it's quite a bit faster. I've seen some comparisons, actually, where... um, it's rendering sites a full second or more faster than Chrome is. Which is noticeable. I mean, I know it's a second that you, you, that adds up after, you know, how many sites do you load in a day? You know, right. (laughs) It adds up to be a non-trivial amount of time, actually. So I'm pretty pumped about that.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Firefox. I've been, yeah using using it for a little a little while now um so so i'm glad to see that they're i don't know cool new features like this
1: do you use firefox on the desktop yeah really on, on the desktop and your phone i do i do use it use it on your phone do you use the uh sync feature
0: uh no not at this point um
1: yeah not yet i uh really enjoyed that when I was when I was doing it, but I did. But that was one of the things that got me away from Firefox was that it didn't work all the time.
0: Interesting. What well, wasn't working about it?
1: Certain things would not sync properly, especially if I removed a plugin or an add-on at the time. If I removed an add-on, uh, it wouldn't necessarily sync. Yeah, uh, I couldn't reliably get the page memory the you know what you're browsing memory to work like I would look at Mm -hmm. something on the desktop and then it wouldn't necessarily populate to the browser version uh, the mobile version Uh, little things like that you know wouldn't wouldn't work very well Uh, I wouldn't always yeah I wouldn't always install all of the add-ons that I use and I don't use a ton but you know I use some so it was like it was just yeah dumb stuff like that that got me off of it but I don't know with Firefox doing so much good in other areas of the application, I might have to just be back full time. We shall see.
0: Yeah. They have a really cool little little tool that they they just added. Uh, it's a screenshot tool. It basically allows you to uh, drag a window over the area that you want to take a screenshot of. And and you never have to leave Firefox to, to, to do it. You can download it. You can send it to yourself just with the drag and... And click. Um, oh, that's cool. Which is a kind of a neat feature if you're if you need to take lots of screenshots. That is very cool. That is very yeah. very useful. Yeah. So I, I I mean I've been digging on Fire for, for a little bit now. Um, you know, barring some of the the bumps and, and issues that that Chris mentioned, but um, no, they're 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 really cruising. You know, in in, in my opinion.
1: Mm, go for it because we need a free and open source browser that can really compete with Chrome.
0: Hell yeah. They have really great security features. That's really what drew me, was their security features. Um, yeah. Their, you, your really customizable um, uh, browser experience with, with in, in regards to to security and, and um, tracking and, and all that stuff.
1: And now that it's even performing better. Ooh, ooh, come on, Firefox. Mm-hmm. Let's get it back, because I think it's down to single digits of market share. Ooh, that's too bad. Yeah, I think that's true. that's it for the news and if that's all you're here for go ahead and turn us off or stick around for our deep dive if you want guaranteed we'll be back next week with the latest the greatest and sometimes the hated in gaming and technology look us up at shinypodcast.com where you can subscribe to the latest shows and check out whatever else we're cooking up for you Download the Shiny Podcast in all your favorite pod-catching applications. Hey, you want to say hi, make a suggestion, or send us a hot tip on tech news? Visit shinypodcast.com slash contact, fill out that form, or just email us at hello at shinypodcast.com. Oh, by the way, check out our new audio feed at shinypodcast.com slash live. We had something happen in the technology world that I have really been wondering about for a
0: long time. Yeah, in fact it came up, if it wasn't the last episode, it was the one before, that you were kind of like, I really wish that this would happen.
1: You're right, I did, I forgot about that, but I totally did mention that. I really wish Microsoft would just tell us one way or another... What is going on with the Windows phone?
0: Well... Just just some definitive answer. We
1: have it. Officially, we have it. There will be no further development. No new versions and no new phones in the future. Windows phone is effectively end of life
0: done donezo
1: what a stupendous arc that was i mean
0: yeah, what's seven ish years
1: yeah i think so i think so it came out a couple years after the iphone mm-hmm. and they just never could get it did, did you ever play with a windows phone
0: i didn't no i've never i've never touched one
1: I kind of like them actually, <laughs> admittedly. I know I'm like, <laughs> believe it or not, like they're, 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 they were kind of cool. Um, they were, I really liked the UI. You know, I was one of the few people that liked the Windows 8 UI. So on a phone, which obviously it makes a ton of sense for when you see it on a computer screen because it's just tiles, you know, organized tiles yeah. of information and, um, it was nice. It was intuitive and it, and it seemed pretty stable when I, when I tried it, you know, they brought in later all of that stuff about universal apps and, and, and convergence and, you know, your phone is, is your desktop. And, you know, it was recently as a couple years ago, that was a big push for Microsoft. So what the hell happened?
0: Well, it seemed to be kind of a, kind of a, I don't know, progression of of not super great choices, and then also just kind of tough competition, and, and especially those. It's it you know really seemed to be the third third party apps. Uh, kind of the
1: the, the lack of diversity in, in apps,
0: yeah. And... Um, and, and inability, some really crucial ones that. Boy, but they tried important so to mobile.
1: hard. I mean, you know, so we're, we're kind of working from... It was not for lack of effort. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're working from a, a couple of points here. One of those points is a Verge article, which we can link in the show notes, and it just sort of describes the arc that Windows Mobile took. But we also have, you know, some, some friends that developed for this and did a really good job of it. I mean, he did, you know, some, like, four-track recording apps and um, music player and a couple other things that were kind of cool. And, you know, had several thousand downloads. I mean, it wasn't, you know, people used stuff. There were people using it. So we, you know, we know firsthand some of the things that Microsoft kind of did to, to get people in. There were a lot of like giveaways, a lot of swag given away or like devices, you know, given away, mm-hmm. um, discounts on things. You know, on, on products or on, on on you know new apps or games or whatever. But also, you know, they you know Microsoft like in the with the big players, you know, the big third-party app developers that are you know really um, big players in like the Apple App Store and the the Google Play Store. Microsoft bent over backwards, and in many cases you know just about wrote the damn app themselves to get them on the platform (laughs) it's just incredible to me that you know a company with the the weight and the the budget money
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs)
1: just like couldn't crack mobile i mean they couldn't there isn't and and i don't get the sense that people are against another option
0: do you no no i i don't think so um I'm I'm certainly not uh, opposed to uh, another option besides the duopoly of, of iOS and Android.
1: Let me ask you this, though. Was it because it was Microsoft? Like, let's say there was another company. I can't think of one off the top of my head. That came along and was able to get the, the third-party apps thing handled. Like, they were able to work some deals. And basically, when you went looking for Spotify, you found Spotify. And when you went looking for, you know, Uber, you found Uber, regrettably. And you went looking for, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you, you found it, you know. If they nailed that and provided a different experience, you know, a pretty, a clean, you know, computing experience on mobile... But it wasn't Microsoft. Do you think it would have had a better shot?
0: It's hard to say because Microsoft has such brand recognition in other areas. But, yeah, I mean, I have to wonder. It's like Microsoft. I mean, they do they do computers and they do Xbox. And, well, what are they doing in phones? I can, I can see that mentality You know, kind of see how easily that could seep through, as opposed to um, something that's an unknown name. um, Maybe being a little bit more successful because it doesn't have, it doesn't have that history. You know, good and bad. (laughs) You know,
1: right, right. But then again, I mean, then you know, Amazon didn't. You know, their Fire Phone hasn't exactly made much of a splash either. Oh, geez,
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I tr- I don't know how much to attribute to like I mean obviously it's it, it it it's 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 on Microsoft's shoulders but it's not necessarily I don't I it's
0: not all on their shoulders though yeah I mean,
1: that's what I, yeah that's what I'm trying to get at like what <clears throat> you know I think I think mobile is just incredibly hard you know and Google and Apple just happened to. Hit the nail on the head at the right time. Yeah. And Google bought Android; they didn't develop it
0: in-house. You know, like right.
1: <laughs> it's important just to remember. Yeah, it. so
0: I think they. Just, yeah, and 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 I agree with the the assessment that that's made later on here. There's those third-party apps that, you know, and <clears throat> excuse me. And we talked a little bit about how Google did this for the Amazon Echo. Um, where they, they pulled access to YouTube and it's like so many people use YouTube for, for so many things and especially on mobile. So it's like, you know, that's a perfect example of a really widely used app that all of a sudden wasn't available on the windows phone and Microsoft would just be super evasive in trying to explain why, why users didn't have access to that kind of thing. Um, so so I feel like it was twofold. It was, you know, Google
1: stretching their kind using of, their weight a bit.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, t- tightening that 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 rope uh and then Microsoft just not not explaining to their users what was going on in 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 a in an effective way. Um which I mean, yeah, to me that would be incredibly frustrating. It's like please at least tell me something and just evade the issue and it's like well fuck it i'll just go somewhere else yeah
1: yeah i i can't i can't see if microsoft wasn't able to crack into this i can't see something like the essential phone ever making a dent i certainly can't see any other company that uh, comes along in the foreseeable future being able to just open up with this. I, I think with the death of, Mo- of Windows Mobile, and I wonder what that means for the whole universal Windows app thing, I mean in general. Because it was supposed to like encompass phones and desktops and, and Xboxes, you know, the whole nine yards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I suppose we'll see what that really means. But anyway, with the death of Windows Phone, I think we can safely say that the Wild West is settled. What began 10 years ago now, with the release of the iPhone, I think we've pretty much run out of the gold rush. And what we got is
0: what yeah. we got. <sighs> Unfortunately, I think you're, you're... They're so entrenched. I mean, it's... I mean, there are a
1: billion Android devices on this planet, and that's just a staggering number. Yeah,
0: I think that qualifies as stiff competition.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is a (laughs) tough market. (laughs) That is a tough market. That is a lot of handsets. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Too bad. It's really too bad. I mean... I mean, I didn't have any experience with the Microsoft phone in in any of its iterations, but as a consumer, I very much appreciate the idea of having uh, another competitor, and and I'm sad to to see it finally get nixed. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Interesting choice of words. Competition really does breed a better quality in this sense. I, I think so. I mean, I think that we saw such rapid development in the way these phones were used over the last 10 years because, you know, they're, they were... The competition was fierce, truly, you know? There was things that, you know, Windows Phone did that, you know, Android and iOS adopted. There were things that iOS stole from Android and Android stole from iOS and vice versa, but... but that's that. We have Android and we have iOS... And far off in the distance, we have Sailfish, and I guess Lineage OS for the geeks, <laughs> and Tizen. There's Tizen, but I seem content to put that on my watch, <laughs> which I'm fine with. <laughs> this watch works really well, actually. But
0: it's such a slick watch! I'm so jealous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, are you? I it's I. I drooled over this for so long before I got it. Oh my god!
0: No, good. I'm, 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 I'm happy for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it. It not to get not not to get into Watch Talk, but
0: Watch Talk,
1: but Watch Talk. But it, um, I love that it doesn't do anything else. I mean, it does a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't do anything other than that. It really, and that's fine because it picked 25 things to do well. And that's it, you know? (laughs) Maybe, you know, we apply the same logic to Microsoft. You know, they make an operating system. Maybe they just want to make a desktop operating system. Although I don't think so, because if we ask our friend Satya Nadella, I recall him saying that Microsoft is a mobile-first, cloud-first company. Which is mathematically impossible. but It is just not accurate. (laughs) Just a couple years later. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. You know, I think this actually... uh, I'm going to... Because I appreciate bending things into uh, supporting my points of view. I think I'm going to (laughs) take this one as a win, actually. There's been this meta theme that we've had recently about how... You know, in this show, operating systems don't matter. It's all about the web. It does. You know what? The thing that runs your device that your it matters less and less and less and less. And now the monster is really Chrome. It's not. It's not Windows and it's not Microsoft desktop apps with their Office whatever. It's Chrome. Everything is Chrome. Everything is is Chrome has eaten the internet functionally, and will be the de facto platform for business for, you know, I think a decade easily. Now, <clears throat> maybe Microsoft recognizes this and is saying, fuck it. You know what? We cut cut phones off. We don't, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all about the services. People are using Android and iOS devices. We are just going to provide services. We're just going to do the back end for everybody's app you're going to deploy on Azure you're going to use mm-hmm. you know your your app is going to use like the the microservices right like you're not going to roll in a database you're just going to like ping azure's database instance you know your 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 mysql or even sql server cuz it's azure it's you're just going to ping that and then your app's going to roll along uh, without you needing to worry about that and they're just going to take like a you know a couple pennies from you per month or whatever and that's right. it and that's how they're going to make money from now on so with that if that's true then it makes no sense to support any operating system. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> you know, how long before, you know, how long before before you know, Windows itself is you know completely turned into is completely like turned over for for this for this new favor of of Azure and like, you know, microservices.
0: Yeah, maybe not so long.
1: Think about the Windows 10s machines that are coming out. Mm -hmm. and how lockdown and how it's all about like you know a device that's completely tied into certain services strange times we live in yeah man windows is not is not on top and in mobile they don't even exist what do you think is that the show
0: yeah i think so okay
1: that's the show here's the end of the show
0: That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, We would love it if you hit us up at uh, our our Twitter, which is uh, at CastTheShine, as well as our Facebook at ShinyPodcast.
1: We do have a website that we mention every single episode many times over. We sure do. And that's ShinyPodcast.com. There is a ShinyPodcast.com slash live on which you can watch our live stream when we do so at 7 o'clock on Thursdays every single week. Tune in for our game stream, then tune in for our
0: podcast. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, you'll, you'll tune into the continuing saga of Matt Mantuna.
1: Stay organized, guys. When you make a podcast, you got to write this shit down. This doesn't just come naturally.